0: It's time, time for another episode of The Rundown. Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny Galt. I'm a messenger with United Network News. UNN, as we call ourselves, is the official news channel for CARE, which stands for the Center for Amity and Restoration of Earth, because that's what we're all about, restoring our amazing planet. And the way we do that on the news is by giving you the real news. What is really happening? Because I don't know if you feel this. But there is an energy right now on this entire planet. And we are becoming more and more able of being able to discern what's real and what's not real. And I can tell you right now, what's not real is what the mainstream media is reporting. What's not real is what alternative media are reporting. They are two different sides of the same coin, because all the information gets filtered through the CIA, basically. <laughs> so it looks like we've got two different sides telling two different stories. But really, the narratives are all created. Nobody's getting real information. You know, they might give you a slither of truth here and there, like the whole Q movement. You know, they, they throw in some truth to kind of hook you. And then they feed you a bunch of lies. And they make you try to believe that everything they said was real. And... It's not. There's just a lot of lies. So we have a newscast that we do that is released through our online distribution platform, which you can find at unitednetwork.tv. And our newscasts come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On this podcast, we highlight some of the stories we cover on the newscast, because I think it's important that everybody has access to this information. And our complete newscast is behind a paywall. It's not an expensive paywall, but nonetheless, that's going to stop some people to, you know, have access to the content. And we really want this to get out there in as many places as possible. We just have to pay the bills as well. (laughs) So that's what this podcast is all about. And we tell these stories in different ways. So we have our field messengers, which report on what's happening in their own community. Anyone can become a field messenger. And I'm going to tell you about a couple of our field messenger reports that were on the news today. We also have a brand new segment that we launched just today called Our New World, and I'm super excited about this because there is so much that's happening on our planet, and it is going to forever change the way humanity functions, and this is really exciting We're, you know, remembering who we are. All of our spiritual gifts are coming back to us. It's absolutely incredible. But we kind of have to figure out, okay, now how do we live in this type of environment? And how do we open our minds to some of the incredible things that are happening? Because for so long, we were told we were these weak Kind of pathetic creatures that, you know, needed help from the government and help from whatever pharmacy and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like we couldn't function on our own, but that is the furthest thing from the truth. Sometimes we have to get it through our heads how special we really are and other beings on this planet as well. It's not just us humans, but obviously the the content we talk about on the news is focused on what we need to function as humanity. So we have. That new segment, which just debuted today. Then we have, I used to call this our world stories. I think I'm going to change it to our regional stories. What is happening around the world in various regions? And we made a pact that we are no longer just talking about governments for the sake of governments because governments are collapsing. If government does something that impacts the people directly, we will report on it. For the most part, though, these regional stories are really more about how the people are being impacted by different things. The people, the environment, things like that. So those are our regional stories. And then we have our world situation report with Kimberly Gogan from the office of the Guardian. And I do have a couple sound bites that I'm going to play for you a little bit later on in the episode. It's all about governments collapsing, so uh buckle up guys, here we go. <laughs> and so I just want to forewarn you, if this is the first time that you are hearing our content, that you are learning about UNN, maybe you were scrolling for podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you meant to click Tucker Carlson, and instead you clicked UNN. I don't know. (laughs) Just know that we do things differently. And the things that we talk about, you are not going to hear anywhere else. So if things sound a little out there to you, like, holy cow, I've never heard anything like this before. Maybe we get you a little bit out of your comfort zone. That's good. That's actually a good thing. I would encourage you guys, just stick with us. Even if you feel, you know, maybe a little uncomfortable because the information is stuff you haven't heard before, that cognitive dissonance starts to creep in, just sit tight, okay? Because as you listen, this is going to make more and more sense to, do, to you. If you're open to it, you have to be open. You have to start thinking critically and not just believing people because you know they said it and they're an elected official or they've got this title or whatever. None of that means anything because most of those people are just puppets. We have to start thinking for ourselves and asking questions. And on that note, we're going to get started with The Rundown for Monday, October 2nd, 2023. All right, kicking things off with our Field Messenger reports. Like I said, these are everyday people just like you that care about their communities, that want people to really know what's happening Not just what mainstream media is reporting, if they ever do make it to your town, right? Now you have an opportunity to tell the world about the truth of what's happening locally for you guys. And we've got a couple stories I want to share with you today. The first story deals with an issue that's happening in Australia. And this comes from our field messenger, Joe. She's in Queensland, Australia, for this report. And it's about the Indigenous voice to Parliament. So what this is, and this is really interesting because we've actually reported on this before. It was in our regional stories for a while. And it was just kind of a a short story with a soundbite. And this Field Messenger report helps to clarify what we reported on before. So the original story that we did was... Pretty balanced. Okay, this is what the government says. This is what the indigenous people, you know, say. But there's a lot more to this story. And this is why, you guys, this is why the Field Messenger reports are so important because we can't be everywhere all the time. We really do rely on you guys because you know your communities the best, you know the issues in your communities the best. We are relying on you to tell us what's really going on. So, this was a follow up to that. I'm so glad that Joe did this story. It was a fabulous story. She talked to Grandmother Mulara. Okay. Now, she is a senior law woman. She actually holds a Juris Doctor Law degree, but she also understands native law. Okay. So, she gets both. She understands both completely. Very highly educated woman. And she explains what's going on. And we get a really good in-depth, even in like the two and a half minutes or so that this segment is on the news, a really good idea of what's really happening here. And Grandmother Malara explains that the Australian government is a corporation. It's just like it is here in the U.S. It is a corporation. And if you look at it through the eyes of a corporation, then that means parliament is the board of directors. So that's on one side. And then on the other side, you have the indigenous people who are a living entity. They are sovereign in their own right. So you have the indigenous side, which is living. And then you have this corporation, which is dead. Okay, it's not a living thing. It's an it. It's dead. So it sounds good. So this this bill is supposed to, quote unquote, give indigenous people more voice, In parliament over various issues because they didn't fall under the constitution originally. But as we're finding out, this is kind of a veiled issue. So it sounds good, right? It's like, yes, everyone needs to have a voice. But what Grandmother Mulara is telling us is that if this passes, then the indigenous people come under the governance of the corporation, this dead entity, which means. The people, the indigenous people, could lose their voice. They may not have private property. All land titles would basically disappear, which unfortunately has happened in in countries all over the world. We think we own stuff. We don't own it. Now, keep in mind, I want to be very clear about this. Even though we're specifically talking about the indigenous people, all Australians are impacted by this. All private properties will be abolished or dissolved in Australia. Land titles will disappear. So, yes, we are talking about the Indigenous people, but this impacts all of Australia, which is why it's important for everyone to know what's happening here. And they're doing this because the government is bankrupt. We've been saying this all along. All governments are bankrupt. And in this case, in Australia, the Australian government needs the wealth and the resources of Australia and the people on the land, the Indigenous people. They're basically feeding off of that, at least trying to. And this is a really important story as I'm learning, you know, because I don't live in Australia. So being able to see this from the eyes of the people is just so important. And it gives, it's just a, a fantastic example of why field messenger reports are so important. So again, thank you to Joe who took the time to create this story, to interview Grandmother Malara. Thank you. Uh, grandmother mulara for participating in this and it gives us a much better idea of what's really happening and um you know we'll wait to see what happens with the vote but you know they dress things up in a nice pretty bow oh you know we're we're protecting your rights or you know all these government agencies like here in the US they create all these government agencies for our protection when really that means control and this appears to be the same thing they're trying to do in australia And then our second field messenger report is about it's an inspirational story. And this comes from Debbie, who is in Glen Shields, which is in Scotland. That's my horrible Scottish accent. And she actually goes to this village in Scotland and this adorable little. I won't call it a restaurant. It's kind of like a cafe. I want to call it a cafe. And it's called the Chocolates of Glenshiel, which just sounds magical, doesn't it? And they have this thriving chocolate business, and it's made with Scottish ingredients, everything that they do. You know, it's locals, it's family friendly, all that good stuff. And she introduces us. To the head guy over there, his name is Finley, and he is—he's a super cute. I was gonna call him a kid, but he's not a kid. He's just a young person with like—he I mean, runs it. He runs it. This is kind of a dream of his, and she tells the story of how he had this dream to, you know, he created chocolates with his, you know, grandmother, and how it evolved basically into this business, this thriving business. And so that's why I say it's an inspirational story because. We have to get ourselves back into the mindset of what am I truly passionate about? If I didn't have to worry about making money and paying the bills and insurance and healthcare and all that kind of stuff, what would I be doing with my life? How can I give back to humanity? And the way you do that is by doing things that you love so you can help other people. And I think this is a great example. It's why I love stories like this. Because I'm sure there were plenty of people that said to Finley, you know, I don't know why you want to open a chocolate business, but, you know, if you went and became a doctor, then blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And he just listened to his heart. And by the way, he's got the the best. Both of them have the best Scottish uh, accents in the world. It just makes me want to go to Scotland. <laughs> and so anyway, so you could check that out. By the way, the website is chocolatesofglenshiel.com. And I believe Glenshiel is G-L-E-N-S-H-I-E-L. So if you want to check it out for yourself, get some visuals, go ahead and head on over to the website. As I mentioned, we have a brand new chunk of content I got to think of a better term for that segment. I don't want to say segment. That sounds too newsy. But we have this new section <laughs> on the news called Our New World. And this is all about how things are changing in our world and how we can embrace this new world and the things that are happening. And it's it's not just things that are happening on the planet. It's things that's happening within us and spiritual things that are happening. It's just incredible. And then our eyes are being awaken to our relationship to the planet and really how everything we need can naturally just come from nature. You know, there is no need for all this synthetic crap. Like we're we're done with that kind of, you know, way of life. All that is being phased out. So out with the old and in with the new. And that's what this content is all about. So we kick things off with an interview with Carrie Kaye. Now, if you're not familiar with Carrie Kaye, she's got a great YouTube channel. We interviewed her for another one of our shows called Real Talk that was just released over the weekend. But I met with Carrie on Friday of last week, and we did some recordings. And this is the first recording that we have released. Um, I recorded a few more that we'll release in the news in the coming months. But this one is all about the new earth and what the new earth is going to be like. And I'm not going to give you any more hints than to say it's a great conversation. It's about five or so minutes long, and you should check it out. So we have that interview with Carrie Kay. And then we have a couple of other stories. One is about self-compassion, because as we head into this new world, we're going to be learning a lot of things, a lot of things about ourselves, a lot of things about the planet. And at times, it could be a little overwhelming, and at times – We may want to, you know, kind of, I don't know, be frustrated with ourselves because we're like, yeah, why didn't we know this before? If I had known this before, you know, fill in the blank. But we have to have self-compassion because you don't know what you don't know. So we thought it was important to do a story on self-compassion, the importance of it and why we need this, you know, as, as we start to relearn and remember who we are. A couple more stories in this segment. We have this great story about this woman from China who turned a desert green. How does she do that? It's simply by growing trees and plants. And what I loved about this story, it was another story of perseverance, because we talk about how when she originally started planting, everything died. Like less than 10% of the stuff actually survived. But then she would tweak things and do things a little bit differently. And she learned. And she grew from that until she literally turned this whole desert green, which is incredible. And, you know, it just shows you you can do anything when you when you put your mind to it, right? And when you don't give up, that's the reason we ran the story. Don't give up. Because you may find yourself in a similar position in the near future, and it's just about, you know, you got to keep going. And that's what she did. And then we have this story which I thought was kind of cool about oyster shell paint. Have you ever heard of that? Well, there is paint that's made from oyster shells that can help cool your roof. So, you know how <laughs> you know how your roof or even your walls or whatever, they get really hot and then it feels like you're just like in a microwave just baking or like in an oven baking. So, this paint Takes the calcium from an oyster shell and it actually makes the paint much more durable. And when you apply it in multiple layers, again, this is for your roof, not necessarily your walls, your roof. When you apply this in layers, it protects 90% of the sun's rays and it reduces the you know total degrees in your home. Now, of course, I'm in the US, I'm gonna go with Fahrenheit here, but it can reduce it by 45 degrees. Not to 45 degrees, just take it down 45 degrees, which is incredible. And this is what I mean when I say we're going to be learning all these amazing things that are naturally just part of our our planet. Why have we been using all this synthetic stuff in the past? Well, because people can, you know, trademark it, copyright it, whatever, put a patent on it. And then sell it for a lot of money. (laughs) That's why that's been going on. But there's natural ways to do this. And I think it's beautiful when these stories start to come out, and we can share that with you guys. And now for our regional news, formerly called World News. (laughs) Because again, we're dividing things up on the news into various regions. So the big story, and we're going to talk about it here in regional news, and we'll talk about it again in the World Situation Report, is... The shutdown bill or what's being called the stopgap bill for US Congress. So for those of you who don't know, you know, maybe you don't live in the US or you just didn't hear, the US government was on the verge of a shutdown. And at the very last minute, out of nowhere, they signed off on this stopgap bill. But here's the thing, they still didn't get any money. So it begs the question: what in the world happened? So let me give you a little bit of background here. So we've talked about the Rothschild family before, a very wealthy family with a lot of influence. And a representative from the Rothschild family, basically, they were trying to create a delay. The Rothschild family needed to delay things because you can't say that all governments are going to collapse, okay? Because then they lose their influence. And so they wanted to create a delay, Congress said, in order to create a delay, we need $16.8 billion. And then the Pentagon chimed in and says, you know what? We need $2.3 billion. So the representative goes back to the Rothschilds and come up with the brilliant idea of telling them, basically, they wanted them to delay even more. So they told them, meaning Congress and, well, really just Congress, that they needed to pass a stopgap bill in order to receive the funding. Like, we'll do this, but you gotta do this first. Now, here's the funny part. It's funny because these people don't know what they're doing. So the Rothschilds are thinking <laughs> that it's gonna take Congress a long time to do this. Because when has Congress done anything with any kind of expediency? It doesn't happen. Right. Someone's got to get up and talk forever and then they got to argue back and forth and vote a few times, whatever. It's a mess. The the system's completely broken. So they're thinking it's going to take them a while to pass this. Obviously, that didn't happen because I feel like I blinked and then suddenly Congress had signed this stopgap bill. So whoopsie. Um, So what happened was they were promised money by Sunday. If you do this, you know, we're going to get money. No money came on Sunday. And that's why I'm going to leave it for now. We're going to talk about this more in the World Situation Report. But we did have this story as part of the regional news just to tell you guys what happened. Because we had people reaching out once Congress signed this stopgap bill going, wait, did Kim fund the government? What happened? No, she didn't give the government any money. And they don't. They still don't have any money. They were promised something. Then this happens all the time. They're promised something, they do something, they don't get the money, and then it, like, repeats itself. So we're hoping the cycle is almost done, and people are really losing faith in the Rothschild family. They're realizing they're broke. They can't keep any promises. Okay, moving on. Our next story is about a bill that was vetoed in California by their governor, which is Gavin Newsom. That's his name. And it involves the workers that are currently striking in California. Well, not not even just currently striking workers, but striking workers in general. And it is a bill that says that the people striking in California are not going to receive unemployment checks. And this impacts a lot of people because there are people all over the world right now that are striking. And that's in a lot of the news stories that we've been covering lately. But there's been a lot of hotel worker strikes. You guys, I'm sure, have heard about the strikes in Hollywood. So you've got the writers striking, and I think they may have uh, – or is it the actors? One of them just kind of wrapped up. I think it was the writers wrapped up. But you still have actors that are striking, that are you know, part of their uh, actors' union, And now they're finding out that they're not going to get any back pay, essentially. They're not going to be able to file for unemployment and get money because they're striking. And the reason the governor says that he vetoed the bill is because their unemployment fund debt is projected to hit nearly, get this, $20 billion by the end of the year. So when we say governments are broke, that also, I mean, we're talking about state government here in the U.S., But they obviously don't have money either, and they are racking up credit and debt as well. So it's not just federal governments. I don't think a lot of people realize how much money in in various ways that the state governments get from the federal government. So if the federal government is broke, it's going to impact the states. And it's going to be really interesting once the federal governments start to fall, because then a lot of this is going to fall on the states, and it's going to be interesting to see how all of this gets worked out. And our final story that we're going to talk about is about going green. You guys hear that a lot, right? Everybody has to go green. It sounds like, I don't know, a great thing to do for the environment and probably even a healthy thing, too, depending on what we're talking about, right? And this story that I'm about to tell you, just it just accentuates how ridiculous some of these green initiatives are. So this is about Lufthansa, okay, which is Germany's flagship airline. And they have been encouraged in some way to completely shift to green fuels. And they did a breakdown of what it was going to cost them. And not just in terms of dollars, but energy consumption. And they basically came out waving their arms going, hey, We just want to let you know, if you want us to switch over to this e-kerosene, it is going to dramatically impact Germany's energy consumption. In fact, they said it's going to consume half of Germany's total electricity output. How ridiculous is that for an airline? I mean, it's the biggest one, but still, for one airline... And Germany is already dealing with a power deficit. They are actually relying on imported electricity right now because the government shut down their nuclear power plants. So let's just say this airline was willing to do this. This would cause so many more power shortages. And who knows how it would impact the country overall and, you know, their competitiveness for jobs and, you know, various industries. If you don't have power, what are you going to do? So I'm telling you this story because when you, when you see stories out there about things going green and electric this and, and that, we have to really think about this as, as a whole. Think about the situation as a whole. Do you have everything you need in order to do what you say you're going to do? Great. We're all going to have electric cars by 2030. Is that even possible? Okay, take out of the equation that that's not even the best thing for the environment based on the way, you know, (laughs) A, the cars are behaving completely erratically now and batteries are blowing up. But even to get the cobalt and everything needed for the batteries, we're destroying our planet. So but take that out of the equation for a little bit. Do you have the infrastructure to actually do what you say you think you want to do? Do we have the charging stations for these electric cars. Now, I'm I'm talking about electric cars a lot because that's what gets talked about a lot in the news. But this is just one more thing. So thank goodness this airline is coming out going, time out, guys, time out. Have you really thought this through? Which, of course, the answer is no. In today's World Situation Report, Kimberly comes on the show. She's, of course, with the Office of the Guardian and is helping our entire planet and humanity transition towards the light and get rid of all of these people that are trying to harm us. And so we're trying to work with as many people as we can. There are really good groups out there, really good organizations, really good companies that just have really bad management. It's basically like all of our governments. It doesn't mean the people are bad. We just have horrible people that are leading us, right? So if there is a way to work with these different groups, just get management out of the way, then we would prefer to do that on some level. Now, up to this point, they don't seem all that interested in working with us. If there is any possibility of someone else coming in to save the day, then they would prefer to pursue those options as opposed to working with CARE, the Center for Amity and Restoration of Earth. And they have their reasons for doing that. I mean, this is a very old system, you guys. This has been in place for thousands and thousands of years. And it's always worked a certain way towards the dark. But now we are in a light-based system, and things do not operate that way anymore. But a lot of people haven't gotten the memo. (laughs) Or they didn't even know how all of this was set up from the very beginning. So they're having a hard time trying to figure out what to do next. So I have this soundbite that I'm going to play for you. Kim goes over the government shutdown or, you know, at least what was happening during that time and their decision to work with the Rothschilds and how much money they thought they needed. Oh, oh, I didn't even tell you the best part. In addition to the billions of dollars that Congress said that they needed to, you know, push forward with this stopgap funding bill, they also said to get everything back up and running like business as usual, they would need six point four trillion dollars. The only reason you need $6.4 trillion is if you are giving handouts to corporations, which we know the government has done forever. And that's simply not going to happen. So take a listen. Here is our first soundbite with Kim from the Office of the Guardian talking about the whole government shutdown and how crazy Congress was in the whole process.
1: So they tried to buy time, as you had said earlier in the news. Yep. And you know time is money these days no nope, everybody's out of time mm-hmm. so they failed to deliver the money that they promised the operative promised that if they passed this bill in you know in a hurried way the faster they could get money kind of hung up the phone you know blame it on somebody else cuz they figured well the politicians are never going to get their you know what together you know, Mm -hmm. by the time, you know, take them days, weeks, you know, they're arguing all the time about this and that, and what's gonna be in there. But it didn't happen like that this time. It
0: happened so fast. I was like, I was shocked when I started to see like headlines and stuff about the stopgap bill. I'm like, where did this come from? It like, it it just showed up, but you wave money in their face (laughs) and look what happens. I guess they move more quickly.
1: But it goes to show you how desperate they are. Yeah and how broke they really are. When have you ever seen Congress pass a bill in like less than 24 hours? Yeah. Never.
0: Yeah, I know. You
1: know, everybody's always got something to say about something or other. Now this little, you know, 16.8 was what they, re, you know, had requested, but of course the bill itself is 16. You know, the 800 goes for, you know, uh, people's pockets.
0: That's billion, right?
1: Yes, we billion. Said 16.8 billion, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and the pen have gone through their hat in the ring as well, asking for 2.3 so they could wait. But, of course, nothing happened. If it wasn't a brilliant strategy, I couldn't have done it better myself. But I think they're just that broke mm-hmm. and that desperate. Uh, they also made threats that if they didn't get this money by, you know, Monday at 8 a.m., that um, we're going to call her. Because I'm her in this case. Because she can get it done in 20 minutes. Did
0: they? Because you know that you're. It's 8 a.m. or Eastern time, right? That's what you're. Yeah, yeah, about. we're past
1: that now. We're past that. Well, we've had other events that have taken place <laughs> since then. Okay. I know it's <laughs> funny. It's so funny. And so, when they failed to even come up with the 16, now they had called the silent circle, which of course said no. Uh, they had called. Um, uh, a number of their, let's just call them business partners, so to speak. And I don't think really any of the family members have that much money hang, hanging around they can just dispose of right now. You know, everybody's in self-protection mode. They don't want to give up their lifestyle, sure. you know, to, to control politics. At this point, it's, you know, it's all about me. It's not about you. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of ended with a giant thud yesterday after the bill you know, was passed. Not that it passed in the hall of records, but it was passed. Yeah. The other the other thing they also said is in order to get the government um how do I say this? The government flying in the back on its feet, they would need six point four trillion. Wait, who said that? Uh, this is came from Congress. They said that's the next bill that they plan to try to pass. $6.4 okay. is what we heard. Now, that is a delusion. That is only if you want to try to control all the major corporations in the United exactly. States, you yeah. know, and and bail out BlackRock and bail out all the Vanguard and bail out State Street and bail out this mm-hmm. and bail out that. But, you know, those are, let's just say, lobbyist dreams. Yeah. You know, they get a certain percentage of the money too, if the money were to actually flow for pitching, you know, the ideas to Congress or the aides or the operatives, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would be a no. Uh, If there is a corporation that needs bailing out, uh, then that'll be a conversation that we'll have to have because if your corporation is failing miserably and you're expecting free money to come from the government and bail you out, that means you have an administration problem. Mm That means you are not running your company correctly. That means you are probably still taking orders from a bunch of crazy people that are driving your corporations off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So in order to fix it, you have to fix the management and how the company runs overall. And it's not gonna come from me through a government in any country. So that's a that's a delusion.
0: Ooh, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> $6.4 trillion. What happened to Congress working for the people? Somehow we missed this. Does something get lost in translation? And it's got to be the same with other governments around the world. Like, you're meant to serve the people, not serve the corporations. But this is what they're asking for with the money. What happened to their constituents? It just it blows my mind. Okay, the next soundbite uh, that I want to play is from a little bit later on in the situation report. And... Kim starts to talk about, well, what's going to happen next? Because things fell through, money wasn't delivered on Sunday, and what Kim reveals is that the Treasury actually reached out to CARE, the Center for Amity and Restoration of Earth, because the Rothschilds fell through, and they were starting to have what sounded like a conversation until a group of generals popped their little heads, like (laughs) whack-a-mole, You you think one's done and then another one like pops up like a little gopher. So this group of generals then pops their head up. And Kim says there's like 18 to 20 of these generals and says, oh, we'll get the money. We'll get the money. And they're starting to gather operatives. There's all these contracts flying around. Oh, yeah, we're going to get the money. We're going to do this. The crazy thing is these people have no idea how they're going to do it. They make all these promises and then they always fall flat. It's incredible. You think someone would have the brains to think this through before you made empty promises that they can't keep. But it's like they don't care. That's their currency is making promises and, you know, everything falling through. So Kim's now going to tell us a little bit more about these contracts that were going around and the group of generals, what they're promising and uh, why it's just not going to work.
1: These group of generals, uh, I call them the Langley Five because they are the ones that are kind of like, they're the anti-silent circle for lack of a better term. what's left of them now. Okay. Um, you know, and of course, when one disappears, another one takes their place, whoever's next in line. So you have this group, there's probably 20 or so of them, I don't know, 18 maybe. And they uh, gathered operatives worldwide. And they promised that they could get it done by the end of business today, Eastern Standard Time. So that's what I'm watching right now. I'm just watching them. They're over at Peterson Air Force Base. Big shout out to <laughs> Langley Five at Peterson in Colorado <laughs> Springs. Uh, and they're just, I don't know, they're hacking, I guess. You know, I uh, haphazardly hacking. Uh, trying to gain some access and control you know you would think that these people before they opened their mouth and made a promise to a bunch of very Mm -hmm. dangerous humans that they would think about it a little bit you know you would probably try to figure out what you actually could do you know like for me i mean i do talk to some of these people uh from time to time um you know i've I've educated some of these people. What I mean by that is I've given a lot of knowledge and information to them that they could verify and check out. Uh, and I, one thing I wouldn't do is open my mouth without being 100% sure what I'm about to say is correct. Right. Like that's something you just don't do. They've had enough of that anyway. Uh, apparently, these people don't care. So by the end of the day today, you can stick a fork in Langley Five Generals because <laughs> there won't be any money and there won't be any any big payouts to operatives and, you know, and, and to be fair, uh, they met with a lot of opposition. Nobody believes they are actually going to come through, including me. Uh, I wasn't on that call, but, uh, I don't believe they're going to come through either. So if this had happened, which that is a fantasy beyond all fantasies, uh, this would have been a global issue Uh, They would have now been in control of all the militaries in the world and now been in control of all the all the Treasury departments in the world and, you know, all the operatives in the world. And then, you know, based on the way they're running operations, you know, if you are an operative and you're watching this, you should be extremely thankful that they are not your boss. Mm -hmm. So freedom is coming. For these operatives, because Although uh, we have taken a stance, in a very firm stance, with governments, because they tend to be, um, how do I say this in the nicest way, uh, full of baloney. <laughs> you know, they say one thing to your face, stab you in the back. Now, the politicians themselves are just puppets. I'm talking about the people that are behind them. Uh, but if we are going to turn those ships around and make them actually work for the people and they're expecting the people's money mm-hmm. to go to them, meaning from us, because that's that's the humanity's money, um, there's going to be some very – there have been some very serious uh, demands. And it's not un- not that unpleasant. Uh, we, you know, because the Treasury Department, after Rothschild failed uh, yesterday, called us first. Until these new people said, "Wait, wait, 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 we can do it." Um, you know, and the demands were number one: uh, care in the GIA get paid first. We have a fee for doing this job. We get paid first. That means that all of the operatives that worked very hard for, uh, to restructure things over those few weeks a couple of months back will now be employed uh, and paid. Uh, so that is uh, number one. Um, number two, uh, we need a copy of it. I don't want the 5,000 page fluff and stuff. I would like a spreadsheet. I want numbers, that's all I need is numbers. This is a funding thing, you know, when you go to a bank to get a loan, they don't really need a copy of War and Peace that is your life story. They need to know your, you know, point blank, a mission statement, what we're setting out to do, uh, and, and, you know, some numbers associated with that. There will be transparency this time, no games. Number three, There are bills that are about to come out that will pass. No games, you know, look, I understand it's pay to play in Washington DC and in every country's government. So I'm willing to help get these people paid, but every bill we put forth will pass. It will be ratified in the Hall of Records. You will announce it on international television that this is what you're doing.
0: What kind of bills, Cam, are you talking about?
1: The entire student loan program will be revamped and revised. Anything that's more than 10 years old should probably be written off. These people, you know, otherwise we'll all be paying trying to pay student loans with our social security, and that's the way the system currently works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh there'll be a merit-based program. So in other words, if you're uh if you had to take out a student loan uh, to go to university or college, as it's called in America, then and, and you do manage to get a certain grade point average, then at the end, once you graduate, then that loan can be written off. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there is something uh, uh, a part of this that eventually in the future, once humanity understands and respects the new way of living Mm -hmm. that will happen over a period of time, then they probably don't need to pay for university. And education will change completely anyway. Uh, You can combine universities with research and development centers. One is a profit center. One wouldn't be. And then you can pay all your teachers a much better salary and it'll be self-sufficient and you won't need us much longer. But that takes time to restructure. So in the meantime, these are the things that we need to do. There is something, you know, as far as, you know, I've experienced, you know, with my own, my own life as a mom and, and and in, in business and you know there people respect things more when they have to buy it you know in the, mm-hmm. so you know i was pretty stressed out in college about you know student loans and trying to make as much money as i could to take out as little loans as possible and pell grants and other things that were available at the time and you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't repeat this class. I'm going to pay double. I can't have that happen. You know, i got to get this work done. And, you know, you're up crazy hours. I was working full time. But, you know, and it shouldn't have to be that way. But that's a change that has to be made. And that's a federal thing. Okay. Um, number two, we will completely revamp and revise any kind of disaster relief programs that we have. They will include new things. They will take away some things. And I'm not so sure that I really want the people. No, not all the people at FEMA are bad, but the management is horrible. And their managers are horrible. Mm -hmm. So things like this is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh, You know, there'll be a lot of, Talk about, in the future, assurance and other things that will be offered. Other government programs will go away because they don't need them anymore. Mm -hmm. Assurance and Essentials kind of takes care of the entire human health services section of government or whatever it's called in your respective country, National Health Services. So we've got to restructure this. Next, we do not need to fund private corporations unless you are buying toilet paper for the entire military. (laughs) Then you will buy the toilet paper from wherever you get it from, whatever company you get it from, toothpaste or essentials, those types of things. Next, we do not need to have third-party entities such as Lockheed Martin and Boeing and so on and so forth producing military equipment. That needs to be produced, especially as it relates to highly sensitive projects and programs. Because if you know the parameters by which, for example, a jet, a military jet, operates, then you know how it's going to move, how it's going to maneuver. You have all of that backdoor information, which is sold to every other country in the world.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: You know what? That is not what we're doing here. That is not security. You know, firearms, yeah, maybe, you know, other things like that, but as it relates to things that can actually put people's lives in jeopardy, it should not happen. Boeing and Lockheed Martin, on the other hand, don't get me wrong, they make planes. You know, they make other things, you know, lots of other equipment and types of things that are not military related which could then meet with some different kinds of contracts. For example, the International Disaster Relief Program. We are going to need some of these things that they produce for that. Uh, Number two, we need to change air travel. Bottom line, there'll be money for research and development grants and those types of things because we are not gonna travel like cattle anymore. So do you see what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that need to change, you know, this whole thing about, you know, dependency on governments for everything, you know, and, and it was structured that way on purpose by my predecessor and then through the people that these people continue to listen to in order to have total control.
0: Yeah, that was the name of the game, wasn't it? How much control can the government have over you? And we've even seen that since the lockdowns and stuff. You know, the social crediting, China's already working on it. You know, they recognize your face wherever you go. All of that is just it just boils down to control. Even everything from our passports and driver's license and all of this is a way to monitor us. Set aside this Alexa that I have in my room right here that's about to go off because I said her name. (laughs) I mean, we are being monitored constantly. There is some positive news that's part of the World Situation Report. We're not going to play a soundbite of it, but if you guys listen to the newscast or watch the newscast, you'll hear about it. And there was a system that was shut down. It was a negative, kind of a negative AI system that would go off and specifically target humanity if they got too light, okay? So if they could see a rise in your frequency, your vibration, You guys have heard of Murphy's Law, right? Kim and I actually kind of laugh about this on the newscast. You feel like whatever you do, Murphy's Law is going to, you know, catch up to you and anything that could go wrong would definitely go wrong in whatever situation, Well, this was kind of the system for Murphy's Law. (laughs) Like, oh, you're having fun? Boom. Let's send this, you know, to, to totally mess with you. And that system was taken down. And that's a really big deal because a lot of people now are feeling the effects of that. And we talk about that a little bit on the Situation Report. But it's a really good thing overall. And it's going to allow us to feel more bursts of light coming through to us because there's not something else that's combating that, right? So again, if you listen to the whole Situation Report, if you're a member, I encourage you guys to do that, and uh, that's exciting stuff. We're going to have more and more positive things like that happening. When the negative goes away, you know, it's being filled by the light, and I find that to be super exciting. So what do you do now, right? We gave you guys a lot of information, probably some terms that you can look up, keep asking questions, search online, you know. Try to get to know this information a little bit better. Again, if it felt a little bit out there for some of you, I get it. We've all been in that boat. Even if we get it now and we understand, there was a time that most of us, you know, I was not born awake. (laughs) I was not born thinking, you know, that the government functioned in this way. I had no clue up until about three years ago. And for me, my wake up process was like that. I was like, just one day I was like, well, they're lying about COVID. What else are they lying about? And then, boo, you know, I was drinking out of a fire hose. So I get it. You know, I've been in that stage before. And we're all, well, you know, we're all still learning. We're all still growing. I don't think it's going to be a very, very long time, if not ever, <laughs> do we stop learning. But we're going to be learning the truth. And that's totally different than being fed a bunch of lies, Right. So check out some of the stuff that we talked about today. Keep asking questions. Think critically. Be open-minded. For those of you that are just like, oh, this is a lot. I don't know if I can take this. My cognitive dissonance, ouch. (laughs) Like, I get it. Just have an open mind, okay? Because we truly have been lied to about pretty much everything in our world. And it's going to take a little bit of time. And, you know, we shouldn't feel bad about that. Again, that's why we ran the story earlier today about self-compassion. Have compassion for yourself. It's not your fault. You know? But now, now is your opportunity. You have this information now. What are you going to do with it? Because if you're listening to this podcast now, I don't think it's, you know, just haphazardly like, oh, I just happened to turn this on. No, I think it's intentional on some level. You're supposed to be hearing this stuff right now. So then the question becomes, what are you going to do with it? If you know other people that you want to wake up, that you want, you know, to have this kind of information that maybe you're on the cusp. You know, I have people like that in my family that like they know something is off, but they've been so programmed to think certain things that, you know, they're they're a little bit far off on what's off, but they naturally, you know, it's like their conscious is, you know, telling them, come on, come on, move it along, will you? (laughs) So if you know people like that, I encourage you to share this episode with them. Share the whole podcast. Have them subscribe. That would be amazing. We're on all the podcast platforms. And if you want more information, you can head on over to unitednetwork.tv. You get all of our newscasts if you become a member that you can watch anytime. All of our world situation reports. And we also have original series. We've got great health and wellness content from the GHWC, the Global Health and Wellness Consortium. So you can get all of that on unitednetwork.tv. If you want to connect with us, I encourage you to do that on Telegram. And I will include the links in the episode description. So we've got CARE, Center for Amity and Restoration of Earth. We have a general updates channel for that. And that's where we post stuff. Like you can comment under a post, but it's not just a a group where you can just comment all over the place. So we've got that. We have United Network News Channel, which posts all the field messenger reports as they're released. And also the newscasts. And then our UNN field messenger group. So if you're thinking about becoming a field messenger, you want to submit a report and maybe you need a little bit of help, we have an amazing production team that can help you put your stories together, help you figure out what angle to take with your story, all that good stuff. So again, all the links are below. This is The Rundown, and I'm Sunny Galt for United Network News, signing off.